Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the Woman Friends Podcast. Um, you know what I noticed today, Llewellyn? What? Not only did I choose you as my partner for Duolingo this week for our Friends Challenge, but we are exactly 100 days apart. I did notice that the other day. To the to the day, the day you celebrated 50 days, I celebrated 150. I was like, we are exactly 100 days apart. That is crazy. Yeah. How do you feel like it's, I know we're not monthly updating it, but how do you feel like it's going now that you're uh, almost like two months in? Yeah, I definitely like the honeymoon phase has wore off. <laughs> yes, that is, yep. Mm-hmm. And because I'm doing Spanish, um, the first, you know, month of it was just basically refreshing my memory I mean I'm still kind of in that like I'm still I'm still relearning words that I've already kind of know yep but um I just make like dumb mistakes now you know like you it's (laughs) Uh like you hit you hit enter and you're like that was wrong before it even tells you it was wrong (laughs) yep yeah so it's I'm kind of like that and so I I haven't I haven't like done a whole lot of lessons in a day I typically do like maybe two or three yeah and I need to get I need to get more on like a rhythm of like when to do them because I usually do them at work so I can't speak oh gotcha I okay. mean I could but it'd be a little weird if my sure co-workers all of a sudden heard me speaking Spanish um, yeah <laughs> but yeah so I just need to get like in a rhythm um I've got quite a few friends down here that actually use it too so it's been oh so when cool. i'm not doing like a quest with you like i've been doing quests with different friends down here so it's right kind of fun that's great oh i love that cool okay well uh that was my only question i just noticed it and i was like we have to tell our friends um so let's do the episode recap for yeah. this episode all right, so this week we watched season six, episode 20, titled The One with Mac and Cheese, mm-hmm. written by Dodie Abrams, directed by Kevin S. Bright, and originally aired on April 13th, 2000. Joey gets an audition for the lead in a TV show, which sparks memorable and bizarre flashbacks for the gang. Yes, yeah, so this episode is going to be short because... yeah. It is full of flashbacks, so just be prepare your all little hearts for that. So, um, okay, we start off in the soft open. Joey and Phoebe are reading lines for a script. Joey is practicing for an audition, so we can, you know, assume that Phoebe has been roped into helping Joey out. Phoebe starts to toot her own horn a little bit, and Joey tires of that very quickly. And that's all I wrote about it. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty short. Um, I did have one thing. Oh, okay. So if you, okay, I couldn't notice this, but so I did a little bit of Googling to see because I just had a feeling um, because Phoebe and Joey were reading from like a script for his audition Mm -hmm. and I I couldn't get like a close enough view or like the, the DVD quality just wasn't good enough to like really see, but I Googled it. And somebody did say that on the Blu-ray version, or like especially on the Blu-ray version, I guess, of this episode, you can actually read a line that says interior Joey's apartment. So it's presumed that the script they're reading from (laughs) is the actual script for that episode. For Friends, that is so funny. (laughs) Which makes sense. I mean, if you're going to already need a script, you might as well just 
use one that you have. Yeah, and if the lines are already on it and you're reading from it, you right. don't have to memorize those parts. Plus, what's the point of wasting extra paper? That's pretty funny, exactly. though. That's a great that's a great catch for the Blu-ray, for our Blu-ray friends out there. Um, okay, we go into the main part of the episode. We are still at Joey's. And Joey's telling the guys that he's auditioning, what he's auditioning for. And it stands, so mac and cheese, we, we hear the name. And I wrote down what cheese means because it's such a long acronym. It's yeah. computerized humanoid electronically enhanced secret enforcer. <laughs> also known as <laughs> a cheese. It is a mouthful. Um, and Rachel points out that like this, you'd be a, the star of your own show if you if you do this. This is your show at this point. You're not a day guy, you're not a stand-in, you're not a background actor, you're not secondary, you would be the star of your own show, which gets Joey pretty excited, but also kind of nervous. And so we get this quick montage of Joey acting things throughout the show. So it goes to his his plays, his 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 movies, his TV shows, things like that. And I loved that we got to see early series Chandler's hair again, which I didn't realize how much I missed in my life. Okay, it's funny that you mentioned hair because <laughs> I really enjoyed Phoebe's long curly hair and I hadn't realized... Now I know she's using a wig oh, yeah. right now in this season, so like we, we both have already mentioned how much we don't like her hair this season, but I like miss that long, like curly hair that she had. Also, yeah. speaking of hair, did you notice Rachel's hair is noticeably longer in this episode? Yes, I did catch that. Yeah, so it's because she is, at this time in her life, she was also shooting the movie Rockstar, which was set in the 80s, and she had to have uh. long hair. So for the rest of this season, she will have that long hair. Okay, because we know they're extensions, right? I think that... Yeah, if you look close enough, you can see, like... I mean, you can't, like, see the extensions, but you can, like, tell where, like, her natural hair kind of ends and the extensions start. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw this meme the other day that said, you know how people call mac and cheese mac? Yeah. I saw a, 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 a meme or something that said, is mac short for macaroni or is it an acronym for mac and cheese? <laughs> and I was like... So Oh my gosh, I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> but it's so true. Yeah, that is true. Um, I just uh, thought it was funny because like, this is yeah. the only time we're going to be able to talk about that on the show. Right. Um, a couple other things. The Magna Doodle at this point in time has an alien, like like a Martian with like a weird like derp-like face. Um, derp? And then also <laughs> just a continuity win. The fridge Ooh. is different. They didn't just oh. like use the same fridge, but like move things around. They replaced it. It's physically different. I went back to the last episode to look at the fridge. Great catch. And then came back to this one and they're different fridges. So continuity win. Hopefully it continues. Maybe hope it does, but I don't know. No, that's great. Oh, good for them. What a win. Love that. Um, So to finish out this scene, Joey heads out for his audition. It pretty much ends it. We go downstairs to the cafe and Chandler and Ross are playing like checkers, but they're doing it so in boredom that it's like 
kind of, maybe they're playing checkers. Yeah. Chandler's not so sure. Joey comes in from his audition and does that thing where he pretends that it went badly, but it actually went really well, which the guys call out. Um, but he does say it's down to three people. Um, and the guys reassure him, like, it's going to be you. But Joey says they, like, would understand the pressure. Um, because Joey tries to put it off as if, like, you guys don't understand and they're like, no, yeah. I think we understand, like, pressure. So we get a friend's montage of them experiencing pressures at their job. Chandler with the weenus, Monica with the creepy restaurant owner, Rachel on the, with the old lady thong, or putting on the thong on the old lady at her job, Phoebe with the massage with Paolo, Ross with the moist maker being eaten. So it kind of does a montage of those things, and then it cuts back to Joey just exclaiming that he wants the part really badly. Yeah. We go back upstairs into Joey's apartment. We're in Joey's apartment a lot, so um, it's the majority of this episode. But Chandler is kind of talking down the duck and the rooster. <laughs> okay, the placement when, of them on those stools. I just, yes. like, I need to know, like, how many takes did it take them to do that scene where they didn't move? Like where they didn't I, come off? Yeah, because at first, because the duck was moving a lot, but at first, like, the, the rooster really wasn't moving a whole lot. And so I was like, yeah. is that fake? Like, did they just put a fake rooster <laughs> in here? But then he moved his head, and I was like, oh, no, it's real. So I'm just curious, like, how long? Okay. Also, sad fact. This is oh. the final on-screen appearance of Chuck, <gasps> or the chick and the duck. No, Chuck. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I, I almost called him Chuck. <laughs> of the Chuck. You know, it did seem kind of like a random appearance of them. Actually, it did. I it's had, almost like a final goodbye. Yeah. I had sort of, I had sort of forgotten about them, and then I saw them, and I thought, is this a flashback or is this back to real time? Because of how long it's been since we've seen them. Yeah. <sighs> goodbye, chicken duck. Goodbye, Chuck. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. So when so when Chandler is talking to them someone calls to tell joey that the audition has been moved from 5 to 2 30 and chandler is just about to write it down on the magna doodle when monica sort of shoves in looking for chandler and this interruption causes him to lose his train of thought and he didn't end up writing the note for joey which no. is going to end up costing us a lot of headache as we move forward through this episode no so obviously the magna doodle changes from the face to nothing for a brief second to what we would assume was the attempt at writing Joey's name. Also, his handwriting is just horrendous. His handwriting is terrible, but also, have we ever seen anybody write on the Magna Doodle before? You know, I don't think we have. So this is like the first time and possibly the only time we've seen like a physical note go up on the Magna Doodle. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Yes, I think that is important to call out, especially because it is one of the main consistencies throughout all of the seasons. Yeah, it always makes me wonder, like, and maybe I'll Google that sometime, but, like, who who decides what goes on the Magna Doodle? Did, did they just, like, tell one of the friends, like, hey, put up, put whatever you want up there? Or, like, was that specifically, yeah, was like... Yeah, it, like, a, a set design a yeah. choice? Because, I mean, sometimes it makes sense with the episodes, but, some, but most of the time it's just, like, something random. Yeah, pictures or images or random notes to people. Yeah. Yeah, and it is so it what the yellow door frame is to Monica's apartment, the Magna yeah. Doodle is to 
Joey's apartment. It's that iconic for for that space. Um, We fast forward in time. We're still in Joey's apartment, but since we have fast forwarded, the guys are playing foosball, Joey and Chandler, and Joey gets the call and Chandler is scared and Joey goes off because like the allergy guy got it. (laughs) And Chandler says like everyone is allowed one mistake, right? And so we get a montage of Chandler's mistake, the watch, Kathy, um, and then Joey's mistakes, the break in Janice's double date, Joey's Taylor. Um, and that kind of ends, like, we go back to it, but it doesn't really give us any more in the storyline after the montage is over. So then we cross over to the other side of the hallway into the couple's apartment. And Chandler is being kind of consoled by the girls. I say kind of <laughs> because it was very kind of. Um, Rachel points out that everyone fights and makes up. And then we get a montage of fights, 18 pages front and back, the flick fighting and the ear grabbing with the girls, Joey wearing Chandler's entire closet, the window panes, um, like where they're um, sad in front of the rain. Um, But we find out Joey's is just like an interior fountain. Um, So we get a montage of everyone in fights at some point. Yeah. Then we go. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, can I yeah, just, just say that I loved Monica's outfit in this scene? Actually, I think the whole episode she was wearing the same outfit. Um, it was like Is a she? like a blood orange long long sleeve shirt with like a corduroy skirt. Mm-hmm. It was really cute. It was very '90s or early 2000s, but it was really cute. I think I like, it's something that you'd see probably Gen Z walking around in these days. Yeah. Because they're bringing back the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> Which they will sorely regret. <laughs> <laughs> they keep going, yes. It's cute now, but in in 10 years, they'll be like, why did we wear that? It's okay. It's all of us anyways. Um, I feel like when trends come back around, they get better. Like they, um, like I'm trying to think of like the early 2000s stuff that we wore. Yeah. And, and, like, I see girls wearing the same stuff, but somehow it just looks better, and it seems unfair. <laughs> it's really unfair. And, like, the next time it comes around, when they're redoing the 2020s in their fashion, they'll build upon that, and it'll get even better. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, yeah. fashion is cyclical, but it does build on itself. Yeah. But it doesn't matter, because when you look back, it still looks, it's, like, horrible. Right. But then when it comes back around, it somehow gets better mm-hmm. than the last Same time thing. it came. It's so weird. So anyways. <laughs> um, okay. We end the episode in Joey's, but it's cut over like a couple different scenes technically. So Chandler comes in with Joey um, or with the Joey special, so to speak, um, to try and cheer him up a little bit. Um, He's not there, but... When the phone rings, Chandler sort of picks it up on reflex, and you can tell he instantly regrets that move. And we find out, though, that Joey has another chance for the part. And so this time, Chandler does get the note on the Magnadoodle. And this is where, like, Matt Perry's handwriting is a mess. I think he spells allergy with one L. It's just bad. Um, 
But at least he got it on the board, which I think is like the main yeah. plot. Like this is considered a win. So again, we fast forward in time. We find Chandler waiting nervously in Joey's apartment when Joey arrives. And he says he didn't get the message. Um, or so he allows us to think when Chandler talks about how he looked all around New York for Joey to try and get the message to him. Then we find out that he played us all and he got the part. And so they hug and we do the most adorable montage of them hugging throughout the years um, with one kiss in there, too. <laughs> but it was so yeah. sweet of them hugging. I loved it so much. Yeah, I did, too. They do end with like, we do this a lot, don't we? And they're like, yeah. But I love that. I love I love that <laughs> yeah. it's like a pinnacle of their friendship. Yeah. Um, okay, so then we end on the tag scene. Joey and Phoebe are reading lines again with Ross this time as an addition. And they are getting really method in their portrayals of their characters. Yes, they are. <laughs> Very method. And once again, Joey is it isn't having it he kind of sequesters himself in his room and then ross and phoebe find some kind of like common ground in them being a little puffed up in their reviews of themselves but they do it like together to like end the episode so that's it it's such a short episode because of all the montages so with that we've so far we've had episodes where we've looked back and where we've had an alternate reality. But is this the first episode where we've done montages? I think so. I think this is the first one where it's been like like a montage and then like reality, montage, reality. Like where it kind of mixes reality with the montage. Right. And I don't know. I, I actually liked it. I like well one I liked it because I was batch watching episodes um so I did notes for three and so it was nice to have one that was kind of like felt like a half episode (laughs) um but it was also nice to see normally when I'm binging episodes of tv shows the 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 past montages of the seasons are my least favorite because I'm like I felt like I just saw them because I did because I binged them and I I I don't even watch those episodes. I click through and continue moving on because nothing happens in them. Um, but because we've been watching week by week, it has it was nice just to get a little bit of a view back on what has transpired as it relates to the current storyline. Yeah, it was good. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So what was your favorite scene? There's not many to choose from because of the montages, unless the montage is your favorite. I mean, I'm not going to pick the montage just because we've already talked about those. And it's not like, you know, a different part of an episode, you know? I know. I I know. I won't won't base this on that, but I will base my rating on that. Um, Okay. I would probably say the scene with... Ooh. Um... Honestly, probably the scene with the chick and the duck on the stool. 
okay. and Chandler. I mean, it's such a random scene and it's so small, but I just loved that like they brought that in, especially knowing now that it's their final appearance. I think that was that was like nice of them to like give them like a, a even though they're animals, like a proper goodbye and like Chandler a goodbye with them. I just thought it was funny. It took that like because I feel like this episode where it did have comedy in it, it was a little bit more on the serious side. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was just like that comedic reprieve, you know, with Chandler. Yeah. So I'll say that. Okay. I feel like that's nice to give the chicken and the duck a farewell to from us for at least one of us to have that them as part of our favorite scene. I like that. Um, I think mine is when they're playing foosball and Joey gets the call and Chandler is like so <laughs> scared. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I think I liked that one just cause he knows he messed up bad. Um, he tries to even as Joey's talking, he tries to go over to the board to fill in the blank of what he left uh, blank and doesn't get to it in time, which I thought was just kind of funny. So I'd say that's it. So then, nice. okay. Episode rating. Okay. So I know that it's probably hard to rate this episode because it really is. A lot of it yes. is montage. However, I'm just going to rate it as like a standalone episode. Um, even though I like Joey getting the part, like kind of does is a little bit more for the future, but like as just a standalone episode, I personally really liked it. Um, So I'm going to give it a... Oh, this might be too generous. I'm going to give it a central perk. Um, Wow. (laughs) Yes. And here's why. All the reasons you said about, like, montage flashback episodes makes total sense. When I'm binge-watching an episode or a show, which we do in this culture we live in now... um, when you get to those types of episodes, like, yeah, I typically do skip past them because I just watched this like, you know, a couple days a week ago, whatever. Um, but watching this in the context that we have been, whereas like we have seen all those episodes, but we've seen them in the last like three years. Yeah. And like flashback, like being directed back to those moments. I don't know. It was just really like nostalgic, I guess for me. Mm. Um, okay. And especially that last one with, like, Chandler and Joey, like, I found myself, like, getting emotional. Like, I didn't cry, but I got, like, emotional because it was, like, their friendship is just so sweet. And, like, I've known Mm -hmm. this because I know the show, but I, I don't know, I just really, I just really enjoyed, like, how they weaved those into, like, the storyline of the episode. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure there's a reason they made such a short episode, probably timing or whatever, but... I don't know. I thought they did a really good job with where they placed each montage and like what they picked for them. So I'm going to be generous, but it is a standalone. Like I'm not, this doesn't base anything on like the carrying forward of this storyline. I, I mean, cause technically it does carry on the storyline. The very next episode we get into Mac and cheese and it carries it on. Um, but it feels like such a C storyline because it's yeah. really the only storyline that's happening. Um, and it just, it's one of those where it's hard to gauge something now based on things happening now that was once done back in the day. So like nowadays streaming shows wouldn't even waste their time even over multiple seasons with a flashback or a montage episode because they don't need to because people have immediate access. 
Whereas back in the day, you had to buy the DVD sets if you wanted it, or you were doing previously on before the season started or something to get people up to date. So, like, it is hard to judge it then where it, but, I mean, the montages were super cute. I feel like I'm just going to put it right in the middle with Unagi because it's very in the middle for me. It's not a very big storyline, even the one that we did get. The montages were adorable, and I loved seeing just the past versions of all the characters we love and seeing... Chandler's little cuteness and yeah you're right like Phoebe with her curly hair and so I'm just gonna say right in the middle didn't love it didn't hate it just a very like good to have it has been three years that we've been watching these so we have been watching them more in real time ish um yeah love it okay post show wrap up trivia all right what actress plays the part of Rachel's mom I'm terrible at this. Yeah, me too. I don't know. It's Marlo Thomas. It. Okay. Yeah, I would have. Um, okay. Phoebe addressed a picture of what historical figure as grandpa? Uh, well, Cricket. this is going to be a Cricket. <laughs> Cricket. Oh, gosh. It's Albert Einstein. Oh, the oh, that's dumb. Yeah, it's right I on the inside that. of her apartment door. Shoot. Well, okay. Um, Llewellyn, I feel like I can't catch up <laughs> when it comes to social media spotlight. That's and okay. I think that's because we finally posted our first episode since our break. And we're still recording, but we keep getting people now reacting back to us coming back in. So I'm going to do like a little bit more because um, we did get it's what's hard is like it's going to seem like over a month long we're getting like continued. But I'm just reading them late because I'm kind of compiling them as we get them. And people are glad that we're back, obviously, which is great and worried about my health and so appreciative of that. Obviously, it sucked to have a podcast where people didn't care about you, even though we did joke about that very vehemently like when we came back. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but like Kevin said, like, I've been missing y'all. I hope all is well with Llewellyn. Thanks for the reply. Pete Piazza said, um, so glad to hear your voices again and so glad that you're feeling better. Um, one more thing really quick. Have you ever tried yellow mustard in macaroni and cheese? It adds a little tang to it. Just a suggestion. Llewellyn. Well, I have Hold to on. say. Hold on. Before you answer. Yeah. I think that you in never in a million years would you try that. <laughs> Is that accurate? You say that even after I told you I used to put ketchup on my mac and cheese? Ketchup and mustard are two very different taste They're profiles. Different and um, ketchup on a hot dog with mac and cheese, I at least in a kid's mind understand. Most kids don't even like mustard. So to put that on mac and cheese with a hot dog, like no. So then trying to transliterate that to just macaroni and cheese with mustard. I need your thoughts. Yeah. Well, you're correct. I grew up hating mustard. It was one of those things that my parents would always put on my, my hot dogs and like make oh. me try and I never liked it. 
yeah. never liked it. And I honestly don't know what changed, but sometime in my 20s, I started eating mustard, and now I can't have a hot dog without mustard. Yeah, I so, love it. Yeah, I only eat mustard. I don't eat ketchup anymore. But I only ever really eat it when I'm eating, like, a hamburger or a hot dog. Like, I don't I don't put mustard on anything else. And mm-hmm. I, I would never put it on mac and cheese. Now, mind you, I don't really eat mac and cheese anymore because I don't eat dairy. So when I do okay. make mac and cheese, I just make noodles and put my own cheese on it. But it's usually mozzarella cheese. And that I just don't – that just doesn't sound like it would mix to me. So – I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say no. Sorry, Pete. I I've never I think, tried that, and I don't know that I, I ever will. I think what I might do because I I have some combination things that I like that people won't even try. Yeah, like pickles and, and peanut butter. Like pickles and peanut butter, and it pisses me off. <laughs> you cannot say you don't like it unless you try it. And if you That's try true. it and say true, I don't true. like it. Fine. Thank you for trying it. I understand that not everybody's going to like everything, but you cannot tell me that you don't like it if you don't try it. And, like, where's your sense of adventure? Get over yourself and try something new. So, (laughs) to be fair, Pete, what I will do is the next time I make macaroni and cheese, which I am staring at boxes of macaroni and cheese that I have right now in my bedroom, the next time I make it, I will put aside a bite or two and put in some mustard and try it. And I will report back the next time I do it so that I can accurately say, like, whether I like it or not. Cool. Cool. Okay. Um, Aradia messaged back about her time hating boarding school and said, haha, it was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then sent us a reel. So appreciate that. I'll, I won't delete it until you watch it, Llewellyn. Um, then we got a message from... Oh, this is perfect because we got a message from Grace and um, she, oh, wow. She messaged just a lot and I'm just catching up. So I'm sorry about that. But she did say, I'm so glad you guys are back and both doing well. I wanted to join in on the mac and cheese with hot dogs combo. I'm from Iowa and didn't know that it was necessarily a Midwestern thing, LOL. (laughs) But I also grew up just thinking it was a fun meal that my mom would occasionally make. My sisters and I also loved putting hot dogs or brats in our ramen, but never have I once even considered the possibility of putting ketchup on my (laughs) mac. (laughs) Although I know some people who still do, even without the hot dogs. So I might have to pass on that one is what she said. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> when I said it's a Midwestern thing, I meant the so I meant the ketchup on the mac and cheese is a Midwestern thing. Now yeah. I get she's from the Midwest, but I think the way she worded it is I think she was thinking the, the mac dogs. and cheese and hot dogs combo, which I think a lot of people yeah. do that. But when it comes to like putting ketchup on everything, like I've got family in the South and we used to do that growing up and they were like, what are you doing? Why are you ruining mac okay. and cheese? And I was like, this yes. is what we do. That's like everybody I know does this. So that's why I think <laughs> it's a Midwestern thing. I think Grace and I can relate a lot here. Cause the way she says, the never. way she says this, well, the way she says it in so many words, yeah. never have I once even considered the possibility <laughs> of putting, I was like, that is so me, Grace, me and you right now, girl are clicking. Okay. But she let's also just go back to your conversation you just recently had. You can't. That's true. Until you That's try true. It. That's true. I'm actually, I'm actually not even knocking it. I've just never had it. Yeah. Um, 
I do have hot dogs, so I could I could just have like a macaroni and cheese tasting day <laughs> where I put hot dogs on one side with ketchup and then mustard on another. Of this. And I'll just do like a taste test of a bunch of different mac and cheeses <laughs> and then I'll report back. So that yes. way I can I can with confidence say whether I like something or not and not be a, a hypocrite. She cool. does say also the thing with Rachel not liking the seat by the window is honestly so true. And I feel like it's probably one of those things the writers may have not even caught themselves when they gave her that line, but it makes so much sense. And then she did a couple clapping emojis with a hashtag. Good job, Llewellyn. Love that. Thanks. Um, I will. Uh, Oh, I think we, we I think we did read all of those. Okay, I think we're up to I think we're up to date on on Grace's. Okay, this is the last one I'll read for today. Um we got a Oh, my my sister replied. Okay, here we go. The Frisky Kitty 9 says, "Hello friends. I'm so glad to hear both of you are doing well. I didn't know what to do for work with a little less podcast episodes to listen to." <laughs> I look forward to the future episodes. Oh my gosh, I realized that like we left you guys without something to do for like a whole month. Yeah. Um but so we're sorry, Frisky Kitty, but we're back. We're at it. We're going to be consistent with it. So, that I think is good for catching up today. And then by next week, hopefully everything will have gotten us back down to ground zero since we were away. Um, recommend to a friend. Um, I don't know that I have like a product per se. You know, um, if, if you want to hold off that one, you could do the one that Addie sent us online. We had a friend recommend something. Yeah, we did. And then you can just move whatever you were going to say to next week. Okay, Addie. Yes. Our friend Addie, Addie recommended. Um, as a reminder, if you guys have anything that you recommend that you guys use in your daily life, that you guys listen to or watch or, you know, consume or partake in or you've bought that you've liked recently, it can be anything. There's no rules. Just something that you, you know, are excited and you would tell your friends. That's what this segment is about. We don't get paid for these. We just want to recommend things that we're pumped about. And so we leave room for when we can't think of one for you guys to send something in to us. And so our friend Addie has sent us one. So Llewellyn's going to use it as her recommend to a friend today. Yes. So Addie recommended the hatch alarm clock. I'm just going to read what she said. You can set the gradual sunrise to start lighting up before the alarm itself goes off, so your body subconsciously starts waking up before you even hear hear the alarm, leading to waking up feeling more rested. There's also white noise you can listen to while falling asleep, and you can set up a bedtime routine so that a sound or light plays during the stages of the routine, like reading, doing yoga, getting ready for bed, whatever your routine is. Um, it's a little on the pricey side. She said it's like $130. So um, her friends, I guess, said she was crazy for <laughs> even buying it. But it's been one of the best things she's ever purchased. It's the Hatch Restore. The brand Hatch makes a few different ones. So the Hatch Alarm Clock. Addie highly recommends. It sounds amazing. Honestly, <laughs> Addie, I love lie. this so much because I have my phone next to me all the time. And me and my friends in trying to get more healthy and, and do things more naturally, it's felt like, well, I have to have my phone next to me because it's my alarm and I kind of use that as an excuse. 
but alarms can be like so they just wake you up your phones are right next to your like head every day and there's like a bunch of research out there about having like that electrical feed right next to your body all the time that you never get to decompress from it and so having something like this that wakes you up more naturally sounds amazing i think i'm gonna actually do some research in it um because it sounds awesome yeah well thanks addy Thanks for saving Llewellyn. I mean, I think you technically had one, but... (laughs) It will always be me. Let's just be real. (laughs) That's not true. That's not true. Um, Although I do have one for, like, several weeks out still. Um, Okay, my next one also... uh, This is going to be so simple, and some of you probably already have it or whatever, but it's just... I haven't had one of these consistently since I was a kid. Um, A library card. Um, books can be expensive and there are some books that I just don't want to pay for without knowing what I'm getting into because there have been books that I've read that are just not worth it and I will buy books that I like that I want for my own personal stash but I wanted to finally just stop spending so much money to save money and so when I was sick and my sister was here or while I was recovering really Um, On one of the final days during the week, we hopped over to the library because I finally had my license changed over. So it was the last thing to kind of get me moved officially to (laughs) Tennessee. Um, Hopped in, bought a library or got a library card. Um, Also downloaded the Libby app as well as Hoopla, which allows you to download digital books so that you don't have to wait for um, the physical books in the library. You still have to... Um, you can you can transfer them through to your Kindle app um, if you want to read them that way. But there's also audiobooks on there. Uh, you can download movies that they allow you to rent through there. Um, so there's a lot more more digitalized options through the Libby and Hoopla apps um, that connect to your library card, so that you have access to a bunch of different resources all within one library card so if you've if you've never grown up in a household that did library or summer reading like as kids and yet you're a reader um but want to save a little bit of money um go go get your public library go get a library card that way you have access to all of the free resources um highly recommend that to a friend yes i'll actually tag on to that um because I did the same thing back in Michigan uh, and I used Hoopla mostly because that's yep. what the libraries up there had. Um, but when you go in to get your library card, make sure, sh- like, ask them, like, what streaming or I guess I don't know if they'd be considered streaming, what apps you can use with your card. Hoopla, I think, is pretty universal and a lot of places use it. But my library also had, like, multiple others that you could use as well because while yeah. Hoopla is nice, it doesn't have everything. Sure. Um, so I think, I can't remember, I think like Cloud Library is another one that my mine had. And there was like three or four other ones. And they, mm. some of them were like specific, like this is for magazine articles or this one's for like, I don't even remember. There's a couple other like specific ones. Like if you're looking for a specific type of thing, like download this app. But they like gave me a handout that kind of like walked through everything you can use your library card for. So I know yeah. it sounds so outdated, but... I just want to echo, like, go get your library card. It's so simple, and there's so many perks to having one. And libraries yeah. are really cool. I don't know if you've been in one lately, but we have one down here I, that's, like, almost brand yeah. new, and it's so nice. 
Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I did go walk around um, two different uh, branches because there's a bunch yeah. of different branches that I can yeah. kind of choose from and they all work inter- like connectedly together. I can pick the books up at one branch and drop them off at the other um, depending on like where I'm at or what's most convenient. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's a great recommendation too because I have both. Um, my library allows both Libby and Hoopla um, but you're right, there were some other ones um, available that I haven't downloaded yet, just because right now I'm just on, like, an actual book reading kick, kick, and I've been able to, like, get everything I need through those two. So, um, all right, short episode this week, um, but excited to continue bringing you the good stuff. So next week we're going to cover the one where Ross meets Elizabeth's dad, and I'm so yeah. excited because there's, like, one piece of nugget of information that I have been holding on to since the very start of our podcast. Wow. It's For sort of like episode. a, it's sort of like a continuity thing um, for this very next episode, so if you cannot wait to listen to it, you're gonna have to, but meet us back here next week. Yeah. Alright, we'll see you guys next week for apparently... An amazing no, nugget. don't no, don't bump it up. Now now everyone's gonna be disappointed next week. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we'll see you guys next week on the One Friends Podcast.